0: This is a TechProofs Media Group Podcast. Convective weather, such as severe thunderstorm activity, is the largest cause of delay in the U.S. National Airspace System. Two NASA-developed tools, the National Airspace System Constraint Evaluation and Notification Tool, which is called NASENT, and the Dynamic Weather Routes, or DWR, system, will help pilots more efficiently evaluate and activate avoidance paths. In this month's Who's Who at NASA podcast, I spoke with David McNally and Kapil Sheth, who helped to develop the technologies. So, yeah, let's talk about first DWR, what it is, uh, how, is it, uh, how is time and fuel saved with DWR? Okay.
1: Um, so, the biggest cause of delay in the national airspace system is effective weather or thunderstorms, and the way flights are routed around thunderstorms today are flight plans are selected by airline dispatchers and FAA traffic managers usually uh, one to two hours prior to takeoff, and that often means more than that, maybe up to three hours prior to the point where the aircraft reaches the uh, forecasted weather. And in today's operations there's they put large buffers between weather avoidance flight plan routes and forecast weather because of all the uncertainty and often these these most of the time these weather avoidance routes are static uh, canned routes that are selected and they're they're not particularly well chosen to match the given Weather of the day, and the, the the main problem that DWR addresses is there's nothing out there's no automation out there today to help operators, airline dispatchers, and FAA traffic manage, managers identify opportunities where the weather has, has moved on or hasn't materialized, and these big routes with with these large buffers can be updated. And so, what DWR does, the most important thing. The DWR does is it, it provides a continuous and fully automatic search um, of um, for flights that are up above 10,000 feet, and it's continuously looking for opportunities for more time and fuel-efficient routes around weather. So there's automation under the hood that um, is... Continually finds these opportunities. If it, if it finds an opportunity for savings of more than five minutes' line time when corrected, uh, an advisory will get posted to the user's display. Um, and the advisory is in the form of a simple route update in a format that is, that is customarily used in today's operations.
0: And just to be clear, what kind of data is driving these corrections and these decisions?
1: Good question. Um, so, so the, the the data feeds include uh, uh, 12 second updates of the uh, enroute surveillance radar that is used by the FAA today. NASA has access to these these data. So uh, we have uh, five minute updates of the uh, corridor integrated weather system, which is a uh, weather model that models. Uh, convective weather on a, on a two hour uh, uh, time horizon at five minute, uh, five minute updates and five minute time steps out to the two hours. uses a uh, national traffic feed. We're doing the sector congestion analysis. We have a one hour update of the rapid refresh wind data from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Uh, and then a database of aircraft performance models that is mostly pertinent to climate and descent trajectories. So we roll all that together and we build uh, uh, updated trajectories of, of all the flights in the sky and we have uh, up-to-date weather and wind information and and based on all that, we come up with these these route correction advisors.
0: Why do you think it's been such a challenge to um, to have these kind of updated uh, routes or this kind of real-time tool.
1: What's been in place up, up to now is the, the, the static routes are the weather avoidance routes that are selected at the beginning of the day or prior to takeoff. But up until now, there's, there's been no continuous automatic search for time and fuel-saving correction opportunities
2: the reason why these tools, uh, in my opinion, are are important, one is because the FAA recognizes that they put in these static routes, but they do not have any automation which aids them in terms of an exit strategy for these routes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is so if they see that there is weather in the middle of uh, uh, Kansas City, or I mean, over Kansas City, or uh, you know, southwest of Chicago. So they'll put these large reroutes, but then as the weather moves, the traffic managers move on with where the weather is located at that time, and they forget about these old routes that they had put in place. And so over the years, Dave has been observing the traffic, I have been observing the traffic, and we have recognized that there is a need for these old playbook routes to go away because the aircraft are still flying, you know, maybe a couple hours extra than they really need to. Uh And that's how this whole idea about dynamic adjustments or dynamic uh, route corrections came about. And nobody else is really working in this area. We have have the technology. We have the know-how. We understand how the uh, FAA operates because we've been working with them for many years. Um, We've also had some interaction with the airlines, so we also know, you know, how the bottom line is important for them. So that's how um, they started working and then I joined them with the, with the national um, data feed and the congestion and all of, all of those aspects. That's how this tool came about. And I think that's what is really critical because the FAA recognizes the value of such a tool clearly because they, they realize how much inefficiency some of these routes could introduce. And the airlines, obviously, because they are saving so much fuel, Mm-hmm. From NASA's perspective, it also helps in the environmental emissions because you know you waste an hour of uh, extra flying, you're just uh, uh, adding that many, that much more uh, uh, carbon and other emissions in the atmosphere.
0: So let's talk about uh, nascent then. While, while we're we're talking about this, what do you, uh, can you to set the stage? What is uh, nascent and how does it relate to the the DWR tool?
2: So, since we had this other capability, which is, which resides within the FACET software, um, where we are looking at NAS-based uh, national airspace system or NAS-based traffic, we figured might as well implement the DWR concept in that system and see if we can compute these uh, advisories for aircraft across the 20 centers rather than just one center at a time. Uh-huh. Although since the time we did Mason, we have also realized that you could run the CTAS system uh, with additional centers around it. However, it still does not give you a NAS-based feel. It definitely gives you a much higher resolution um, computation of uh, trajectories. Um, however, uh, because of the center-based uh, uh, scope of the CTAS system, um, you, you cannot look at you know, Cleveland Center at the same time when you're looking at Fort Worth Center. So that was sort of the limitation that we perceived. And so we moved to this, uh, 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 the NAS based system called NASINT, where we've also added other things like not just avoiding uh, convective weather, but when we are proposing a route, if the new route crosses a certain special use airspace, for example, there's a military operation area or a, uh, or, or a, you know, a warning area or a restricted area, we definitely don't want to recommend a route that goes through that. Uh-huh. In the nation system, we have, we, that's why it's called a NAS uh, constraint evaluation and notification uh, tool, because it takes into account almost all of the airspace constraints that you could have, including convective weather or special use uh, airspace or, as they call it, special activity areas, or if you have any kind of traffic management initiatives, so uh, those can be pulled in as well. So if there is a ground delay program at a certain airport and our aircraft is going into that, then we should be mindful that we take that into account. Right now, we don't, that, we don't do that, but we only look at the, the required reroutes, uh, traffic management initiative, but we could also look at the other, other factors um, that are there.
0: I see uh, a couple times this term weather polygons. What are weather, weather polygons as it relates to the nascent, nascent tool?
2: So as far as uh, nascent is concerned, again, we use the same uh, weather data, which is CWIS that Dave uh, described. Uh, we, CWIS is an FAA um, data tool, which uh, MIT Lincoln Labs uh, produces. But then uh, NASA initiated some research to incorporate pilot, pilot deviations around this convective weather. So uh, MIT Lincoln Labs also worked with us and we have this other product called CWAM, which is Convective Weather Avoidance Model. And so both the DWR system and the nascent tool, they both use uh, CWAM data. What basically happens in NASINT is that all of the airspace, airspace constraints, we represent them as polygons. So weather, data, if you... If, if you see the weather that you see on CNN, for example, right? You mm-hmm. can make polygons out of those, and we could give those polygons to the system and say, avoid these polygons, and your aircraft would be flying around the weather. At the same time, if there's some special-user airspace, like a military operation area, like the Nellis Air Force Base is having some operations going on, uh, you know, they're testing out some aircraft or something, we could specify that also as another polygon in the system.
1: Got it.
2: Um, yeah, so you could... You could for the sake of argument, uh, for example, uh, one of the airline partners was mentioning to us saying, do you avoid any turbulence areas? And so we told them, saying, if you have any representation of turbulence areas, we can represent them in the form of a polygon, and then our tool would just route the aircraft around that polygon as well. So all of these airspace constraints just become polygons, and the tool avoids those polygons to give you a, a low delay solution to go around all these things.
0: Uh, I see. So, so what's next for uh, both of you and for these technologies?
1: Well, um, I think the, I'll just mention a, a couple of items. Um, one of the things that we know, in, if we could show that a much faster, swift and streamlined communication process between the automation the dispatchers and the pilots that could enable way more savings. Uh-huh. Automate that process, and there are mechanisms that airlines use today that could improve that that process. Integrating it into existing airline tools, using the uh, the uh, air-ground data communication capability that's come that's coming on on board. Um, the other thing is. Get the FAA more involved. To have, to, if the FAA has a similar kind of tool in their operation centers, and if they could be looking at these, because they, sometimes they're the ones that have to make the ultimate decision as to whether, you know, a a, a route gets a, a major correction. So having the capability running in the FAA centers, and having some kind of through coordination between airline operators at at their dispatch operations center and the FAA traffic management units, that could result in way more actual savings, a much higher percentage of our advised savings actually being realized by flights.
2: Fortunately for us, uh, there is a new sub-project starting up within uh, NASA. Uh, We have uh, a project called Airspace Technology Demonstration or ATM Technology Demonstration, ATD, and one of the sub-projects directly addresses the traffic flow management aspect of it, the applied traffic flow management um, aspect of it. So um, Dave and I are very fortunate that uh, the DWR system, the DWR concept, the nascent tool, they're all going to be used to help the airlines as well as the FAA in trying to move forward with this idea uh, We should not be, uh, we should be flying efficient routes across the NAS, and we can help the airline identify these routes. We can also help the FAA in not just identification, but utilizing the mechanisms that they have developed so that we can quickly, as they say, quickly and swiftly, transfer these advisories either to the dispatcher or to the traffic manager or to the pilot so that this efficiency can be derived.